Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tack igen för Ronnys rullar och nu har vi ett väldigt celebert besök här i Stockholm, Sverige. Han har gjort sin film här i Sverige nämligen och det är Adrian Garcia Bugliano. Welcome to Sweden. Thank you so much, Ronnie. You've been here before, of course. You made yeah. your, your latest film, should say, yeah. the new film here in Stockholm. And of course, I gotta ask you why. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um, no, I... Um... You know, I, I've been trying to make a film with Christina Lindbergh for uh, for many years now. Um, I I, um, I heard uh, well, I, I've been always a big fan of her, and I not I, just thriller, but all no, the films. No, yeah, the... yeah. I I love thriller, but I love Sex and Sex and Fury as much yeah. as I love thriller. So those are like very. You're you know, like Quentin Tarantino or the other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those are very. You know, there's a tie there. Um, but but I I I was um in 2011 in in Detroit of all places, and I met there with um with the guys of Synapse. They have this amazing you know distribution. Uh, label in the US and they you know I, I met them there and they told me about uh, about Christina uh, uh, that they had seen her uh, a year before I think she was doing some conventions in the US mm. and I was so excited about it you know that she was still active and um, I you know they put me in contact with with her manager Ricard Cranforce yeah. and um, we started you know, thinking about the idea of making a movie. We wanted to make a movie in the US. It was a small movie, but yet, you know, it was kind of, you know, complicated to put together. So we worked on that for a couple of years and it didn't happen. Uh, and then I met Ricard again in 2015 in Cannes. And uh, I thought that was the first time I met him in person. And I was after that, you know, we, we really became good friends. And I was like, you know, 
we need to do something with Christina. Yeah. So I figured the, you know, the easiest way to make it happen was to actually come here and do something here. Okay. Uh, so uh, that was kind of the, the thing, you know, we want to do something with her and it has to be in Sweden. So let's, you know, see, see how, how, how we make this happen. And yeah. it happened, the actual shooting, it, it, it happened very quickly from the moment we decided to make the film till the moment we were shooting, it was like, six months and then it was you know a long time a long process for post-production and stuff like that but yeah. it was it was pretty fast actually but <clears throat> did you have your own uh, cinematographer and, and so uh, did you work with your crew so to speak N not really uh, just the cinematographer actually yeah he um he was the cinematographer of not my usual cinematographer but the one who made uh, scarso diabolico with me yeah. and uh, i told him i was going i was coming here to to sweden and he told me like it was his dream to make a film in sweden like okay. swedish films are like he's Ingmar Bergman yeah, yeah, amongst yeah. Others, yeah he's he's a very <laughs> a very highbrow art house guy so his films uh, his the swedish films are his favorite so he told me i would just go i will i will pay for my own plane ticket and i will go with you and uh there were a couple of other uh adventurers adventurous guys who did the same they paid for the tickets and they came here uh, friends of mine but mostly the crew was swedish and yeah. they uh, all, all of the actors of course so uh it was it was very interesting how was it for you to work in swedish i mean you don't know the language yeah. maybe a couple of words but for you yeah. to get the nuances you know and everything that was that was uh it was complicated i think that you know, the I was very lucky. Uh, I think well, with you know, Ricard did a great job um, uh, pointing me to many actors from where I I chose the, mm. you know, the ones that uh, finally ended up you know making the film. Uh, but he pointed me to to very good actors. I think uh, so. I was you know it was. It's a young cast, isn't it? I'm sorry. Very, very young. Very cast. young cast. Very young cast, and uh, they, they, they were amazing. Um, I had a very good assistant director who helped me with many of those nuances, uh, and I think that you know mostly the thing is the actors were were great. Uh, otherwise, you know, it could have been a yeah. disaster. Uh, but I, you know, it was it was an, an interesting experiment. I mean, the communication with everybody was very easy. Uh, but then uh, I, I realized I was telling Ricard this um, embar embarrassing uh, fact that two days before starting to shoot, I realized you know I, I was operating camera. I was doing camera myself. I love to I love to do that, and um, I realized you know there was a lot of handheld camera, and I was like you know I have to respond to certain cues to certain words like when they say one line I have to move the camera yeah. I was like how the hell am I gonna do that <laughs> am I gonna do that yeah but it, it worked you know I kind of I, I had an idea of of course what they were saying and everything so it, it, it just worked and um, Rico was very surprised when I delivered him the first cut of the yeah. film because it it all made sense. Okay. You know? <laughs> How was it to work with Christina? We got to go back to her. She's a magnificent lady. In all She's aspects. a wonderful lady. She's a wonderful lady. She's a hard worker. Uh, she was, uh, you know, all for her was about getting it right and, you know, going over and over again. And she was, you know, all the time very concerned about, you know, did I do this correctly? Do, do we need it? 
to do it again. Not, yeah. not, not the kind of person that is going to just do it once and, you know, I hope you have it because, you know, I don't want to do it again or, or that kind of, of, you know, diva stuff that, that sometimes that some, some actors have. She's a really hard worker and she was, you know, really concerned about getting this uh, right because it was a very challenging uh, role for her. I mean, it's completely different to anything she's done yeah. before. Uh, it's, a, it's a very different side of her that we're seeing here. Yeah. And uh, to me, you know, it was, it, I was uh, very, very concerned about, you know, uh, yeah, giving her a good, a good, you know, spotlight. It's not the lead character of the oh. film, but it, it, it needed to, you know, I wanted her to shine. Yeah. To really shine. Yeah. And you worked with one of the sisters of Jan Kell as well in the lead. How was it to yeah. work with her? Uh, Felicis one of the best actors I've ever worked with. Like, she's amazing. She, she's, you know, she's a millennial. So she would be on the phone while you are talking to her and apparently she's not paying any attention to what you're saying. <laughs> and she's like multitasking and, okay. you know, doing multiple stuff while you're okay. And you're like, she didn't understand anything of what I said, surely. <laughs> and you would say action and she would be like totally in character. Okay. She would do something magnificent. And she would nail it on the first take. Yeah. You know, that, that's the kind of thing that uh, she did. Like every time she did it right, uh, it was it was amazing. For instance, when we when we made the uh, the dubbing of some of the scenes, uh, she would repeat the things exactly the same with the same intention. You know, fantastic. She's uh, she's. Uh, remarkable actress yeah. and it's like i think in that in that respect she's she has something that is very similar to christina that is one of those persons that you put that person in front of a camera and they shine and it's like you you see them on the street and they're you know nice people and everything's you know fine yeah. about them but you put them in front of camera and they grow and they become you know this huge presence and uh that's you know that's a gift for for an actor we, we gotta say something this is for me when i saw it it's kind of a cult movie already uh -huh. before uh -huh. it had premiered in a way isn't it it's about magnetism and yeah. hypnosis and stuff what, what does your, this idea came from yeah i was i was very interested you know there there were a few ideas that i had for a as I, you know, as, as the film that I was preparing with Christina for many years never happened. I had afterwards another film that I was about to make. Like we were three weeks before starting, you know, actual pre-production pre and the film fell through. And uh, I was I was very bummed about it. Uh, it was a it was a film that we were going to make in English, and um, but there were certain ideas that I I wanted to bring uh to life from that film so i took some of the ideas of that script okay uh that i was interested in in, in doing and then i uh you know i was fascinated at that moment i am still um, that you know at, at that moment i was discovering these um hypnosis records of the 60s and 50s 60s and 70s yeah. mostly um these things that you had to listen while you were going to sleep and they they would improve your life, uh, and and I'm I'm fascinated about those things because they are like 
rare pressings in many in many cases like things that they would do privately you know when they would handle you know they would make like a hundred copies and send them by mail to specific people mm -hmm. and uh you know sometimes they those you know pop up in 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 ebay or somewhere like that and i would just jump and buy them <laughs> uh and it's fascinating you know it's uh this idea of these obscure objects uh you know that that have this this kind of weird thing about them there's not much information about many of those like you know doctor whatever you know hypnotizing you on a on a on a record is a wonderful thing you know a very mysterious thing and you know that that that's where i took that idea from and then i elaborated like a concept like a th you know themes that i wanted to explore about uh brotherhood or sisterhood in this case you know like like the relationship between siblings and um you know how can you uh, grow apart from people that are very close to you at some you know at some point of your life i wanted to explore those themes through a fantastic you know uh landscape you know this is not a lot of your other films are like thrillers or mm -hmm. horror movies and stuff yeah. like that this yeah. is Very kind different. of a side yeah you take yeah. A, another yeah I, detour I, here absolutely <laughs> absolutely i always try to do you know things that are kind of challenging for me i uh, i'm a person who wants to keep working in horror through my whole career i'm not interested in the parting of, of okay. the genre i might you know do it at some specific point but i'm, I'm not in interested that's not what i'm looking for and but at the same time i i don't want my films to repeat themselves i, I don't want to do twice the same stuff or not yet i mean maybe you know at a certain point i will try to do again some you know sub genre or something where i you know that i already tried and i i think that i didn't quite get correctly we, we will not see a comedy from bugliano or... not i'm not sure not a straight comedy Dario that's for did sure. one Argento did one comedy yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. just one just one <laughs> just one that was enough for him no but i uh you know uh, maybe yeah mixing comedy with other you know horror or uh, you know general yeah. elements that could be something along the way but um you know but but i i, I like to try different things within the genre because i think there are so many different things you can try to do yeah. um you know i right now i'm kind of trying to focus on doing more of a scary movie i want to do something really scary like for people jumps and screams and stuff like that that is something that i really haven't tried my films are more like you know the the type of horror is more like something that you know kind of sets on you and 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 makes you feel uncomfortable uh but it's not you know, I haven't tried that kind of stuff that it's more like just making people react, which is something I would like to try now. But, uh, you know, every every movie is like a different a different yeah. thing. And, you know, to me, Black Circle is like the, I wouldn't say the end because it sounds weird, but it's like the, yeah, it's to me like the culmination of a, of a process of uh, doing more experimental or... Yeah art house type of type of genre uh, which is you know very very interesting and very you know it, it's something that i like also because it's like one of the things that i like the most in horror films is is when you don't know what's going to happen next 
in film. You know, it's like, um, you know, many of the mainstream films that we've seen for the past years, you know exactly where they're going. Hmm. You know, they're That's kind great. of, you know, uh, they, they all made uh, from, a, from a certain formula. And uh, I love from Black Circle the fact that you don't know, you know, where, where is this taking you. Yeah. Um, so if we go back a bit in time, the first yeah. film I saw mm-hmm. review, I think it was called Sweat. Uh-huh. Or maybe it was this. You, I, you did this. Yeah, uh, I never die. I never die alone. Yes. Yeah. Was that before? Uh, that was before. Yeah. It was released before Hidden Sweden, but yeah. maybe you know. Yeah. So you have been in the, this genre that Christina worked yeah. in with thriller, well, classic yes. in the female revenge. Sure. Sure. Genre absolutely. As well. I, this was, you know, that genre really uh, made an impact on me, a very big impact on me when I was uh, when I was a kid. Uh, in the 80s. I would. And you, as me and all the other, you saw A Speech on Your Grave, Miss 45, yeah. Last House on the Left, but that's a kind of a different yeah. because it's the parents. But sure. a female, Death Weekend is a yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And many of, these, many of these I saw in the 80s, but some of them, like Thriller, for instance, it wasn't available in, in Spain or it wasn't available in Argentina, so I, I saw those later on you okay. know, when I was a teenager because you know it was like films you would hear about but they would be very you know difficult to to find back yeah. then uh, but it, it all started yeah in the 80s with a bunch of, of films like this there was one in particular that was like you know it was really impressive uh, that was uh, uh, Coto de Casa probably something like hunting ground it must be the the translation um it's a it's a spanish film okay. of the 83 84 something around there and uh, that was something that really impressed me uh, uh, funny enough my brother just finished directing uh, a new feature film with the actress of, of that film ah. who is like the you know christina Lindbergh from spain <laughs> and um uh, and it, th- those were those were films that really you know impressed me a lot and they made a, a huge impression on me and w- after you know i made a couple of movies i decided i wanted to do one of these and i wanted to you know explore the you know this kind of rape and revenge um subgenre and but doing it with a very specific approach i was thinking about you know uh from Michael Haneke to Takeshi Kitano type of, you know, this very rough type of thing where they just put the camera. Explicit as well. Yeah, and they just they just put the camera there and they just let the the scene go, you know, and then they find like these uh, amazing angles and amazing, you know, ways to tell the story, but with a very simple, apparently very simple uh, visual uh, style. Uh, because I, I didn't want to do anything very, you know, contrary to what thriller is that I love, but I, I didn't want to do something uh, very stylish. I wanted I wanted it to be, be rough, gr- gritty, yeah, gritty, rough, just like yeah, it, it is, of course, and it's yeah, a, it's a big impact when you see. It. Yeah, How, were there any reactions, uh, of course, of this film? That or? that film was the the one that from my first independent efforts that was you know a film that. We made for like five thousand uh, dollars. That was the one that sold the most, like uh, everywhere in the world, and it's one of the most uh, pirated ones. Uh, it is. Well, it okay. is. It is. But it's like uh, you know, in Germany they are releasing a new edition now, and it's I think like that 
14th, 15th edition that they okay. make, you know, yeah. from, from this film. It, it has become like a, a cult film. And it was, it was interesting because it was a film that I loved to make. It was a great learning experience. But once I finished it, it was like, okay, I'm done with that. Like, I'm never going to do something like that again. It was too rough, too demanding for the actors, for me. Uh, it, it took me a couple of years to make that film. Where did you shoot it? In? I, I shot it in 2007. In Argentina? Or? In Argentina, yeah. early 2007. And I, we released it late 2008. Uh, so it was like, you know, a, a very demanding experience. And it was like, it, it left me with a bad taste uh -huh. in my mouth. Because it's, a, you know, you put a lot of energy in a work like that. And to have something that is so depressing as that film, as, yeah. the, as the result of two, two years of your life, it's like, you know what? I love the film, but I'm not going to do something so dark and so depressing again in my no, life. No, because uh, when I saw it, I remember when I saw it, um, that it was, it gave me the kind of uh, reminiscence of, of The Last House on the Left. Right, in right. A way. It's, yeah. it's very raw. It's like a documentary Absolutely. camera. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So what do you think about the female revenge genre in general? Do you like I, I, I love it. I love it. I think that it's like, you know, it, it's interesting to rethink it now that the, you know, the, the, the women are getting a lot more, you know, room within the genre. Um, I think that there is a lot of, you know, there is a lot of, you know, purely exploitation things that you can see on those films the older films the scream queens yeah running around half naked yeah, there's, yeah, a lot of, yeah there's a lot yeah. of that but there's also a lot of i think it's very simplistic some of the way that some people look at it now that is just like you know this kind of i i call it like the the scream scream uh uh you know the the scream thing you know where where people started to look at as slashers like oh they're all misogynist and they're all about yeah. you know uh the girl who has sex she gets killed and it's like hey, that's that's too simplistic i think those films were something else there are more nuances and more things and but wasn't the teenage movies like uh, friday the 13th and uh, those films when, when they like in the crystal lake camp right they, when they're naked or having sex they get killed they get killed kevin bacon yeah <laughs> yeah but the, but the, but the, but the real question there that i think that many people got just to the surface it's that it's are they being moralistic or are we being too simplistic by saying that it, there is just a moralistic thing of you, you know think? they have sex and they get killed i don't think it's necessarily that way. Moral, I, you don't think it's i don't think it's moralistic i think many of them are exploring things that have to do with the taboos of sexuality and uh, you know repressions that were very you know uh strong in american society and i think that in many cases in the exploitation cases i think it was uh, to 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 punish those characters was a way to getting away with the sex on the screen okay. so it was kind of a punk attitude to to get away with it it's like oh yeah we're we're you know to the censors and to these people hey we're showing them that these guys get killed but what we're doing is you know just like putting this sex and this kind of rebellious thing on the screen. Um, so I think there, there are more, more things to it than yeah. just saying, you know, it was moralistic. I don't so think how it was. would like, you say, was that 
thoughts that you wrote into the script for your of another di- of another dialogue. Uh-huh. But was it very important that she, she, uh, how was she? How would you, how do you, how do you? Dis- If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Describe that woman that took revenge on her uh, rapist. Yeah, I mean, I was very interested in in doing something uh, and giving a voice to, you know, because it was two things. It was one, I love the genre, but I also wanted to provoke some some, uh, reaction about the you know about all the all the violence against women that were you know a common thing in Argentina um, and that I saw you know like giving giving some voice to these these uh, women that get raped and many of them get killed every day yeah. so it was like uh, you know having one of them like having her victory and uh, it was important for me to be as respectful as possible. Uh, I did this very explicit rape scene, but it was for the sake of, you know, not giving, not 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 making it easy for the audience. No. Because I think that, that it, it can be, you know, it can produce the, the, the opposite reaction that you want if you just fade out and, you know, and, you know, of the rape, is over. It's like no. I mean, in real life, that's something that destroys a life. That it's you know a terrible experience. So, just forcing the people to just be there 
with this with these girls it was something that was important it's, for it's me. not just an article in the newspaper no it's just it's, exactly it's, you yeah. if you're to me it's like if you're gonna put something like that it has to be you know it you have to feel it like a, like an audience. yeah yeah oh. absolutely and not not doing anything that was one of the most difficult things of not doing something that fetishizes oh, yeah. you know that, <laughs> those things because that that happened a lot in the in the in the early rape and revenge movies that yeah. you know they were kind of uh, playing with these uh, you know male fantasies you know of domination or whatever um but this had to be something else you know this has this had to be disgusting yeah but at the same time then did you have criticism that as i said violence back is not the answer did people say that but can, or, or how was that because she yeah i mean yeah. She beats i don't i don't i i didn't have that criticism i think for most people you know many of my films are just plainly seen and this is something that kind of bothers me because i put a lot of thought of these things oh, yeah, uh, and, and and some people just see them as you know just misogynist films which is kind of it kind of bothers me because it's like you know we need to have discussions about art we don't you know just putting labels like you know all the slashers are you know misogynist or all of this is misogynist or you know we 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 are in a moment where things are too literal in in interpret in uh, interpreting yeah. art you know and it's like um you know we we had this thing with uh, scarso diabolico where some people told us that you know they didn't want to play the film because there was a girl uh, tied you know in, in chains for yeah. about 15 20 minutes uh, of the film and it was like yeah, but that's, you know, that's not what the film is about. The film is about many other things. If you just, if you're just like checking a box, like, oh, there's a woman in chains. So that's a misogynist thing automatically. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're not, you know, looking at the, at the work. You're not looking at what's going on. It's like saying, you know, because you could, you could check the same box in, I don't know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, there's this girl tied to a chair at the end of the movie. So automatically that's just misogynist. You're not getting all the nuances and all the things that are going on there. You but know? people are a bit, you know, they're not, you, there's a lot of people who are kind of um, protected from this kind of genre. So yeah. they just see a trailer or something. And, and, maybe and they make, us, make assumptions. And they but, close the door, you know. Yeah, so but, but, but my problem is, is not with that people. My, my problem is that there is even people right now on the on the general circuit, uh, on festivals of genre and stuff like that, who are taking like these these kind of positions, and it's like you're not really understand. And on the other side, there are simplistic um, views uh, the other way around. Like uh, you know, I, I saw this film, this this rape and revenge film, uh, Revenge from Coralie yeah, Ferdinand. Yeah. And by, I, a woman. by a woman. Yeah. This is the thing. I I hated the film. I didn't like it at all. I I didn't think that it it added one single thing to a thousand films that we've seen just like that. And there was this opposite thing that it was like, oh, but you know, it's a female director doing it, so automatically that makes it, you know, a very okay. progressive yeah. thing. And it was like, I don't think so. I don't think the character, the, the female character that she's portraying 
it's any interesting it's it has any strength uh, you know uh, there's many things that are just like repeating the views of their male counterparts yeah. and it's not a not a boy i don't hear a voice there as a, a woman or an artist saying something about that thing i just see somebody repeating that but it's okay because you know because it's a woman automatically i you know i i think that's uh that's not the way to approach and i think that that's, that doesn't make uh, any favor to a lot of artists and a lot of amazing female film filmmakers that we're you seeing think now. it's more interesting and it's it a better content we call it that in those older as we say you know uh, the 70s video violence movies we said in sweden yeah. like death week and we brenda uh -huh. carol or uh -huh. miss 45 yeah Ferrari. that's that's and that's between where Yeah. I mean, many of those are, you know, are, are really interesting and you don't know where they are taking you. I think that now repeating that same, uh, that same way, it's not, it's not the most interesting thing to do. I think that, you know, now we need to find our own voice as a generation, you know, yeah. trying to find new ways to explore these genres. We can go over to Scherzo uh, Diabolico. Yeah. Uh, Because there's also there's a young girl in uh, danger, yeah, yeah, of course. But this is also mainly for me a portrait of a sad man. Yeah, He's absolutely really tragic character. That's the, that's the thing. I would I would say that if if sorry to interrupt, but no. I would say that if if uh, <laughs> it's funny because if uh, I'll never die alone, it's a kind of uh, an exploration of something uh, like you know thriller, for instance, and that, those kind of movies. I would say that for Scarso, one of the main references was actually another Boan Vivenius film, A Breaking Point. Ah. <laughs> and it's it's the opposite. To me, it's an exploration of male fantasies. And it's, a, it's about a male fantasy going totally wrong, a very toxic fantasy that many men have that, you know, uh, they're successful because they have... Uh, you know, I don't know, several women and, uh, you know, they, they want to they wanna have sex with uh, young girls and, you know, many, many things that are kind of accepted in the male universe and that they represent, you know, that if you, if you screw, uh, you know, your, your, your partners in your work to become the boss or whatever, you are, you know, successful and that's okay in, cert in certain uh, circles. And that it's an exploration of that. The, the film, you know, it's not about, so, so to me, it's like, you know, just, just taking it to, oh, well, there's this girl in change. It's like, you're not understanding what the film no. is about. But this is know. a film like, uh, like a kidnap. I'm thinking of yeah. the, uh, the awful Joseph Fritzel, you know, who uh -huh. kidnapped his own daughter and had her in a cell, you know, and, uh -huh. and the film Room as well, in yeah. a way, isn't it? Yeah. It's a kind of other genre though. Yeah. Uh, this one with this man who is, When you see him, his actions in Scherzo, you get kind of embarrassed about mm -hmm. how uh, yeah. he's such a loser. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, there? absolutely. So, yeah, but it's a, but it's a, you know a certain idea of that that you know that he's he's kind of trying to hit those marks where you know if if I have to be successful, I have to have this and that and this and that and property and a lover and a wife and a successful job and you know certain things that he he thinks in his mind that are well you know 
things that are going to make him happy. Uh, to me, it was a it was a film, you know, for a very personal for me because it, it was something that I think that has to do with with something that happens a lot to uh, men in their 30s as you know like in the in their <laughs> mid 30s <laughs> yeah, no but it's it's like yeah. it's something that happens at that age i yeah. think that for many men uh, it's um, there is this idea that it's now or never like if i'm going to be successful it's now and and a lot of people make a lot of shitty decisions at that moment yeah. when they when they kind of like mix their priorities and and they they just go for the for their goal their their opportunity of success and they just they they are capable at that moment to just step into other people to get there so to me it's it's you know it was about that before we talk about the two other films yeah. have been for, i think it's very important for you to be very entertaining yeah. when you see a Bugliano movie or yeah i i you know i'm i'm very concerned about something that it's you know, for some people, it should be like a given, like, you know, this is the, this is a common thing, but it's not so much nowadays that it's this uh, very uh, old thing. Um, the idea of, of uh, having one scene moving you to the next and the next moving you to the next and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds like a very simple thing that all movies should be about but it's not today. Like this, this used to be like that in the old days. And it's now- It's a co- cornerstone in filmmaking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's in, 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 you know, just just like narrating anything, it should be like that. Like everything, everything that you see on a film and every scene should move you towards the next and like, the next. Like a book when you have a page turn. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But nowadays it doesn't work like that. When you see, a filmmaker like Woody Allen, you see that he works like that. It's yeah. like they are doing certain thing in this scene and they talk about, okay, we should, you know, go to yeah. dinner and whatever. And you see that they are having dinner in the next and they yeah. are, and, and, and you cannot take in a Woody Allen movie, you know, almost never, you can take off a scene because you wouldn't understand what's going on. Nowadays, a lot of filmmakers don't do that. If you really look at it, and, and, and I see this a lot with my friends, that they have troubles editing the films. And it's like, well, I have this scene here, but I don't know if I should take it off or I should move it back five minutes before or 10 minutes after. If you can do that, it's because you're doing something wrong, in okay. my opinion. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, this scene has to go there and it's the only place where it can go and it needs to be there because otherwise you don't understand the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's the way I try to, you know, build my movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems super simple, but it's difficult. And Scarso was like my main, you know, uh, thing to to do a film like that where you are all the time like just moving forward, 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 forward. And I think that that's something that the audience appreciates. And yeah. I, I think that, you know, that's something that makes my movies in general, they are, you know, entertaining. Uh, yeah. Some people don't like them. Some, the mix some do. of entertainment and violence. Yeah. How do you look upon that? Uh, you know, I, I love violence in movies. I love violence in movies. I hate it in real life, but in, mo- in movies, it's it's something that I really look forward. I don't try to impose uh, 
gore or anything on my movies if it's there great if it's not you know if it doesn't have to be there it's not gonna appear but i uh, i love that and i love the reaction that it 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 creates on an audience when it's yeah. when it's correct you know yeah. it's like you very do the connection between the violence in real life and move violent movies or tv games and stuff like that or? i don't think that's uh, that's true at all i i don't think that you know i, I mean i think it can be an excuse for somebody to do something yeah. but it's not the real you know it's not the real motive for anybody it's not a triggering it, it it can be it can be i think it can trigger something in in yeah, somebody like in, in the states but it has to be tv game convent and the guys started shooting yeah and, yeah but it, it has to be inside that person you know it has to be yeah. something that has been growing on that person and this is like the excuse and yeah. it would be the same if somebody you know insulted him on on uh, you know on the road or whatever you know it, it could be anything Uh, Here comes the devil is maybe your most, should we say, yeah. popular and famous yeah. movie. Yeah, it? it is. How come you think it's it's a kind of a thing about demons and stuff? Yeah, and... it's a weird movie. It's a really <laughs> weird movie. I I don't know what I was thinking when I did. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I was um, you know, I I I it was kind of a strange idea, like coming to shoot something in Sweden <laughs> and uh, it was like uh, we we wanted to do something in Tijuana which is uh, way north in Mexico it's like far from everything it's it's you know just it's much closer to the to Los Angeles than it is to to Mexico City so it's kind of a weird very weird place uh, but it has a certain energy and a certain you know aura to it where i thought it should be amazing it yeah. would be amazing to shoot a film there so uh we we kind of like in black circle we did something around that like the idea of going to shoot a, a film in sweden and it was very interesting because um it was it, you know it was an interesting bet from the producers it was an american company uh dark sky films they were like okay if you can do it in within a certain budget uh, you know you can do it in spanish so they were producing this film in a foreign language uh, which is something really weird for an american yeah. company to to make and we did that with a mostly amateur um cast and crew like people who were just working in short films or people even with no experience in film whatsoever. And uh, we were just my photographer, my producer, me, and the lead actor, lead, lead male actor. We were the only ones who were like more, you know, yeah. uh, professionals, let's say. And uh, it was a very interesting experience, just yeah, melting with these people. And it, it looks weird because of that. It looks weird because it's not made with you know, very a typical uh, um, uh, technology, you know, the lenses were being touched, they didn't work that well. And, uh, you know, many of the things were kind of a bit off. So I think that gives, uh, gives a, a very interesting feel to, yeah, to the show. theme with obsession, of course, is uh -huh. uh, she was a thrilling in a way, isn't uh -huh. it? But then, here comes one of my favorites, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like all of them, but uh, 
laid faces. Yeah, yeah. Where you have an actor who is yeah, he's, he's like uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah, exactly. Kind of guy, isn't yeah. you knew that was the feel you were. That was after. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so we 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 talked <laughs> we what we talked about Charles Bronson a lot with the producers with everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually had an opening scene in Dead Faces that was kind of a death wish type of opening scene yeah. it didn't we couldn't pull it off as well as we wanted so we didn't use it finally but uh it was it was kind of that feel of him like a like a uh, like a paul kersey uh character but it's you know that feel is is still there nick is an amazing actor nick damici, nick yeah, damici. he's, he's yeah. also he's also a writer not not writer of this film um but he's a writer he wrote um we are what we are the remake of the mexican cannibal yeah. film he he wrote uh stakeland uh he wrote cold in july um and um he's a he's a very uh you know a very interesting guy very you know he's very physical and very physical but also super smart uh, yeah. a guy that would you know understand very well dialogue and uh so yeah. from the beginning, that then that is blind as well is of yeah. course extra yeah. thrilling in the story yeah. about the safe community yeah. where there are someone I, something in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> I I you know I I love the concept of the film. They gave me the script, the same production company that made Here Comes the Devil when we were presenting you know in festivals. Here Comes the Devil. The producer, Greg Newman, gave me the script. He told me, you know, this is something we would like you to consider to direct. And I've never made before that. And after a, a film with a, a script that I didn't write. So it was kind of a, an alien thing to me. But and then, you know, it was like old American guys, a community of old American people with a with a war veteran as a protagonist that it's blind it was like every every one of those ideas was very strange to me it was like very far from my you know my my what i um you know my my interests or or the things that i know it was interesting but i was like i don't know but then i found out that the relationship between the lead character and his son and that was the thing for me that did it. Yeah. It was like, that was the thing that I think I, I understand that. I understand, you know, a, 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 a son that it's seeing his father growing old and uh, realizing that his father is going to die eventually. Uh, I, I, I kind of, you know, that, that was, could relate yeah, I, that. I related to that. And from there was that, like, that I started to pick things from the film and I said, okay, I, I want to do this film, yeah. you know, and uh, because it, it's like, you know, it's finally a, a film about, you know, find, finding meaning to your life, uh, you know, at, at the end of your life, trying to find meaning. Yeah. And uh, that, that was a very moving, interesting thing. I, I thought about um, a film that I love, uh, Baba Hotep by Don Coscarelli. Oh, yeah. And it was like, you know, it, not with the comedy of Babahotep, of course, a different different tone, but I wanted to try to do something like that, very mm -hmm. emotional, you know, a general film, but very emotional about getting old. So you know, it was a it was a you know a cool thing. Yeah, I'm thinking of just final question here yeah, because sure, time sure. passes on. Sure. Um, 
your cultural background, uh -huh. how important is that for your movie making? My, my uh, cultural background, right. or, I mean, you're a Latin, sure. Latin guy. Sure. Yeah. And, and do you also, at the same time, do you have a kind of faith, a religious faith, something in, in, in your. Interesting. I don't. I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not religious in any way. I come from countries, you know, I was born in Spain, grew up in Argentina. I, I come from countries that Catholic, have Catholic. Yeah, very, very strong, uh, you know, that, that's very strong there. But I don't have that. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think I was very lucky to, to pick things from both countries that were, uh, I think, crucial for me to to become a filmmaker and to the, you know understand film the way I do yeah. uh, I think that there were a lot of you know amazing cultural things that I could uh, get from Spain but at the same time I feel like uh, people in Spain uh, it's a lot more you know dependent of the state and the, and the things that they can get from there in terms of you know doing cultural things and i got from latin america that uh, i got some good things but i also got that you know in latin america you're kind of on your own if you don't find your own way to do your things it's kind of you know nobody's going to help you so you need to get a good group of people next to you and work together with them and just just be stubborn and do your thing and uh, that you you know really helped me to to you know make a lot of movies so far okay well thank you for your time it's no, been thank wonderful you, to see you here and now we're going to have a signing session <laughs>